发财。Listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there Gertie Molzen with her song No Style. Now, this is from a 7 inch Gertie Molzen 
no style backed with walk on the wild side. Gertie Molson. Her opera and classical singing were put on hold by World War II. By its end, she was a cabaret singer. In 1962, she began her film career. Among her acting credits were Wim Wenders' The American Friend in 1977. Somewhere along the way, she offered several humorous books as well. Beginning in 1984, Gertie achieved international fame with her vocal interpretations of various contemporary pop songs, most notably her cover version of Lou Reed's signature Walk on the Wild Side, which we might hear a bit later on the Nardwater Human Serviette radio show. She was 79-80 when she did that. Unfortunately, she has passed away, but she is remembered today by no-style Gertie Molson. And today on the Nardwater Human Serviette radio show, an interview with Franz Ferdinand from Glasgow, Scotland. And also we have on the Nardwater Human Serviette radio show a gentleman that is joining me right now, that is no stranger to Vim Vendors. Who are you? I'm Paul Anthony. Who are you, Hugh Fakovsky? Please explain. Hugh, Hugh Fakovsky's not here today, Nardwar. What is the difference between Paul Anthony and Hugh Fakovsky, and how does it all tie into Vim Vendors? Who's Vim Vendors? He's that film director guy. I thought you'd be into him because you're into film, right? <laughs> Isn't Hugh Fakovsky comedy Paul Anthony movies? Can you please explain? Well, and how does it all tie in also to uh, Gertie as well there? Because there's a bit of talent time existing yeah. on the David Letterman show, which you're basically trying to recreate through Novus Television. I'm trying to recreate the... the- Letterman show through Novus? Maybe not I didn't the know. Letterman I show, sure. but Letterman loved Johnny Carson, right? And, you know, and Johnny Carson you know, loved the Ed Sullivan show. And the Ed Sullivan show was the glory days of television no, with no, the talent show type thing Nardwar, happening. Do you know who David Letterman loved? Do you know what his favorite talk show was? Was TV Party. Do you know TV Party? All I know about TV Party is it's some New York cable access show that you can watch on YouTube, but the quality is terrible, so you can't really understand the interview between Sid Vicious and Nancy Spungen and members of New York Doll. So yes, it's well, quite an interesting TV show. No, but you can get you can get the DVDs now where it's a little bit more understandable. And the there's the there's the documentary on the uh, on the episodes that are awesome. It's called TV Party, the movie. Yes, I quite enjoy TV Party. I have the clips that I've seen on the internet. Quite amazing. Right. Just like the Uncle Floyd show, who yeah. your fellow Vancouverite. Thor actually appeared on the Uncle Floyd show, oh. TV Party, two great New York public yeah. access TV shows, and you're bringing a bit of New York public access Vim Vendors television to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, aren't you, Paul Anthony? Could you please explain? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think those, uh, the TV Party I love and um, Hugh Hefner's uh, After Dark series I love. Playboy After Dark. Playboy After Dark. Which the Collectors, a rock and roll band in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada in the 1960s, merged into Chilliwack actually played on. Really? Yes, they were on Playboy After Dark as well. And I I liked uh, Johnny Sizzle's Entertainment Watch in Winnipeg, a great cable access show. It always goes back to Johnny Sizzle. (laughs) But first, let's just say about the show you're doing right now. What is it called? Please explain. And when is it on? It's called Paul Anthony's Talent Time. And I decided to create this character called Paul Anthony because I was trying to get auditions and no one could say my name properly and I just decided uh, as an experiment I would just pick the most the blandest sounding name and uh, try to uh, get work as that so I put everything else to bed uh, temporarily anyways and uh, cleaned up my image and uh, I'm just experimenting now and trying to uh, enter uh, you know the mainstream undetected 
It is interesting, though. David Letterman had Gertie Molson on, and Gertie Molson is somebody you would have on your show as well, right? You'll take anybody on your show talent oh, time. Anybody? No, why? We won't take anybody on talent. Would Gertie be too big to have on your show? No, not at all. She wouldn't be too big. She'd be good. But I mean, there's lots of people that want to be on the show that that we don't have on the show. Unfortunately, the phone line is broken today, <laughs> so we won't be able to hook you up with anybody that possibly wants to be on your show. However, Hugh Fakovsky, aka Paul Anthony, or should we say Paul Anthony first? What? Uh, well, legally, my name is still Hugh Fakovsky. But Hugh Fakovsky, that's how I met you. So let's go back a little bit, Hugh Fakovsky. How did I meet you? How did I meet you? You're asking me? Yes, how did I meet you? <laughs> Do you not remember? I remember exactly. <laughs> how did I? I met you at the Good Jacket run by Sean uh, Raggett. Yeah. It was a clothing store that's right. on Main Street, now occupied by the Gem Gallery in uh-huh. Dysfunction Junction. And you were there at a gig. I forget who exactly was playing. Might have even been like the new pornographers or something like that. One of the series of gigs that Sean Raggett put on. And you came up to me and said, hey, I'm friends with this guy named Johnny Sizzle. He's friends with Propagandi. Why don't you tie Johnny Sizzle and Propagandi all together? Because I'd heard of the legend of Johnny Sizzle, this cable access right. TV character from Winnipeg. Right. When I interviewed Propagandi, and I'm not sure if I'd interviewed Propagandi at that point or I had or had not, but still, Propagandi was all up there. And that's how I remember meeting you. I, I, don't, I don't remember saying... I'm friends with Johnny Sizzle, and he's friends with Propagandi. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I did grow up in Winnipeg, and, uh, yeah, I'm friends with those guys. I think so. maybe I talked to you, and you had mentioned you he knew Johnny Sizzle. Show. Wasn't he going to be on your you show? You gave me cassette and of I Johnny gave Sizzle. Him stuff. Yeah, you helped get Johnny Sizzle on my show, and I'd heard of Johnny Sizzle right. because I'd done an interview with Propagandi, and I think they had brought up Johnny Sizzle. Oh, you know how? Yeah, I remember... Because um, you came up to me and you said, there's this guy, Johnny Sizzle. And I said, oh, my God, Johnny Sizzle, propagandy, Johnny Sizzle. I think right. that's what happened. Yeah, because I remember how I heard about you with some friends of mine from Vancouver, uh, from Submission Hole, Jen and Andy, were in Winnipeg when I was still living in Winnipeg. And they were talking about Nardwar. I think Steve, the, the guitarist, was And I about interviewed Nardwar. propagandy on the back porch of Submission Hole's house in go. East Vancouver. And, and that spread to Winnipeg. How they explained Nardwar to me is they said, he's like Vancouver's Johnny Sizzle. And I think Propagandi told that to right. Submission Hold. And so when I met you at the Good Jacket, it all right. came together. Johnny Sizzle, Propagandi, all together. Then it kind of morphed into something else about the piss gun. What can you tell the people about the piss gun? Because this is a way to explain Hugh Fakovsky, well, isn't it? Hugh Fakovsky used to perform with uh, a water gun full of his own urine. To, just to control hecklers because hecklers got out of hand. And, um, you know, I used to quite a, quite a bit until people got too quiet and I had to take it away. But when I met Jello Biafra, uh, thanks, thanks to you, the first thing he said to me is like, oh, you're the guy with the piss gun. Now, what's really interesting about that was before that actually happened, before the Jello Biafra hookup actually happened, you had mentioned to me about breaking your leg doing stand-up comedy. Like, that's pretty awesome, isn't it? Breaking your leg doing stand-up comedy. Like, that's how one would explain Hugh Fakovsky. Hugh Fakovsky has a piss gun. Do people recognize the piss gun? Do people actually recognize the piss gun when piss is coming out? Yeah, yeah. I had one, you know, I had uh, one drunk guy who kept talking, and uh, I walked right up to him, and I'm like, you got, you know, I, I get a little countdown. This is your last chance. And he opened up his mouth, I guess, ah, and I was like, squirt, 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 squirt. And you could see his eyes going from, yeah, right, yeah, as if it's pissed, to, oh, my God, it's pissed. Did he puke afterwards? No, but you know what? The only person that ever, uh, I was doing shows with Johnny Sizzle in Sudbury, and at the end of the night, I saw him shooting the gun in his own mouth. And I'm like, Johnny, you know that's pee. Like, what are you doing? 
But what happened to the guy that you shot with piss? Did he attack you? Because you've dealt with hecklers quite a bit, haven't you? Yeah, I'm pretty good with hecklers. When you break your leg doing stand-up comedy, getting hurt by a heckler doesn't seem too scary, does it? No, they only hurt your feelings. How did you break your leg doing stand-up comedy? Like, again, this is how we explain Hugh Fikovsky. Hugh Fikovsky is live here on an Ardwater Human Serviette radio show. Hugh Fikovsky has a piss gun and also breaks his leg doing comedy. Is that basically everything you need to know? I don't think so. And that's basically how I introduced you, yes, to Jello Biafra, right. who was here at the UBC Norm Theater doing one of his spoken words thing. And I met you that Jello night. And then you later partied with Jello that night, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Actually, thanks to you, one of my greatest rock and roll stories happened that night. I was walking down the street with Jello, and it was just me and him. Um, like, y- you guys were coming along, somewhere parking a car or something. But at the moment, it was just me and him walking down the street on Davy. We were going to get food at uh, Gigi's or something. And this kid, this punk kid on the street with his dog looks, he's like, can you spare some change? And we looked down and he was wearing a Dead Kennedys t-shirt and he didn't realize he was asking Jello by Afra for change. And we just looked at each other and just had a good laugh. Did Jello give anything? No, he laughed because this kid was a complete poser. He was wearing a dead a Kennedy leg, dead Kennedy shirt, yeah, probably. Yeah. He was wearing a dead Kennedy shirt. Maybe that's why Jello didn't give him any money. But if it was an official dead Kennedy t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Maybe but it wasn't actually the one from this Alternative. This guy didn't Tentacles. even realize he was asking, you know, the legendary frontman of this band that he was wearing on his t-shirt. And didn't even fucking know. Now we move into the Paul Anthony realm, and you didn't even know when you were asked to be in the movie Twenty Four Hours that Courtney Love would be in the movie. That's again how our lives intersect. That at that point, wasn't it there, Hugh, Hugh Fikovsky, Paul Anthony? At that point, you were auditioning for a movie. Well, tell me about this, the Courtney Love incident. Um, and this is a little foreshadowing because Courtney Love was into rock and roll, and you've been big time into rock and roll movies. I, I like rock and roll movies. I love rock and roll road rock movies. Rock and roll zombie movies, and we'll be talking about that in a Vampires. moment. But what about the Courtney Love connection? Again, going back over the right. life story here of Hugh Fikovsky, Paul Anthony. <laughs> What, so what do you want to know? The incident where you auditioned for 24 Hours or didn't even bother to audition for the movie 24 oh, Hours. Yeah, I didn't even bo- I had an audition for that. I remember running to you on the street and I was like, oh, I'm supposed to put this thing on tape and I just don't have time doing this other stuff that I'm more interested in. And you said, oh, I know, Courtney. She's in town right now. Why don't we get her to do the audition with you? And I thought, oh, that's brilliant. We'll just take our camera down and I'll actually do the audition with Courtney Love because the part would be, if I got it, it would be opposite Courtney Love. Like, how awesome would that? You send in a tape and you're actually already doing, you know, the thing with the person. You were pretty excited to try to set that up, but then... What happened? um, Well, I realized that... I don't know. There wasn't time or something. You had better things to do because a few years later, you told me you were rubbing shoulders, literally, with Britney Spears. Tell me this, Paul Anthony. Paul Anthony, creator of the brand new show Talent Time, Talent seen Time. on the Novus Network. When is the Novus Network on on TV? It's on all the time. You cannot not see it, right? Yeah, I think it's eleven and one. No, eleven thirty and one a.m. every day. Talent and Time. What is the Novus Network? It's in all the buildings down. Town. It's a security channel. Is that true? <laughs> it started out as a security channel <laughs> where you could just turn it on and watch, like, to see if your bike's okay outside. But then uh, they decided, you know, they needed content, but they didn't want to pay for it. So they opened it up uh, to community access, just like you used to have a community access. Show. And in comes Talent Time. Britney Spears, when did you rub shoulders with her? Oh, geez. That was, it was when Crossroads came out. What was that, 2001 or 2004? I don't remember. But I was down in, I was down in L.A., and uh, it was the opening of Crossroads. So I went, uh, I went down there, and um, I got some people were coming out, and I got one of their wristbands. 
and uh, I went in. I walked in. The first thing I saw, you know, was Britney Spears and uh, what was this? Justin that she was dating at the time, holding hands, and they were kind of, they were just kind of smiling. And I said, "Hi, nice movie." And he said, "Thanks." <laughs> That's all. So there it is. One of my life goals. One of my really? life goals complete. You helped complete one of my life goals right there. Oh, you could really? have retired right then and just, there. Do you just Britney want to say Spears. hi to her? But you actually rubbed up against her, didn't you? Didn't you physically rub up against her? I think you're thinking of uh, of um, Paris Hilton. I got to I got to touch Paris Hilton's boobs once. No. In what instant was that? Where was that? I told her it was my birthday, and so she said, "Do you want to t- do you want to touch my tits?" And I said, "Yes." Where was this? Uh, at the Sundance Film Festival, in Utah. You just went right up to her and said, it's my birthday? And well, then she said... It was kind of a small room. And, uh, yeah, no, I just said, I told her it was my birthday. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you told her what happened? Please she, give people some hints. Well, she let me touch her boobs. What more can you say? What about Eminem? What about Eminem? There was something about you and Eminem as well. This was just the background, oh, again, wow. the life is, story here of is... Paul Anthony. We got Eminem, we got Britney Spears, we got a piss gun happening, we got Jello Biafra happening, we got you breaking your leg doing stand up comedy, which that's I'm true. kind of joking about, but that's horrible. Like breaking your leg, like putting that much into the act. That's not horrible. You got to put your blood, sweat, your tears. Well, I, getting hurt is not good anytime. Why? Not good. Not breaking your leg. I'm not going to joke about breaking your leg, although Why? it is kind of interesting that you broke your leg doing stand up comedy now eminem he's broken a few legs in fact he's got angry at a few people what's your interaction with eminem you actually somehow got on tour with eminem <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is pretty amazing actually when you think about it. getting on tour with eminem hanging out with britney spears touching paris hilton's boob you have all the answers don't you and people can check this out on the novus network yeah, on your brand new show talent time the eminem adventure one two three presents.com there's more information about talent time one two three presents the eminem adventure okay well um my friend uh, dave bricker um he was he was going to work as a merch guy on the Eminem tour, selling T-shirts and stuff. And he, he was going down to Seattle to start the tour, and I had a big van, and I was like, I'll drive you to Seattle. He said, if you drive me to Seattle, I can get you, uh, you know, passes for the, the Eminem show. So no, like, was okay. this Eminem tour the one with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, or what no, tour it was, was, was this? That, it was still, it was Anger Management, but it was Anger Management 2 or something. It was Papa Roach and him and Ludacris. And uh, the best part about it is I... I was I was supposed to be working selling T-shirts. I decided, yeah, I'll come on tour and I'll sell T-shirts. But I, what it gave me is a pass that I could get backstage. So I was just hung out there and um, I just I just drank with them and all the groupies and stuff. And the guys from Papa Roach uh, were actually really nice. The lead singer uh, Jacob Jacoby Jacob something I can't remember his name, but he was he was really nice to me. And he uh, well, he told all the groupies that I was in the band, that I was the bass player in the band, and the girls didn't know any better. So I was signing CDs like there's Papa Roach CDs with, with, uh, with signatures, my signature on them. And what about the Eminem interaction? Did you actually talk to Eminem at all, or you were just backstage um, with the Papa Roach most of the time? Well, I, I, I met Eminem briefly. I, my thought was, like, I'm going to be on tour with these guys for, like, a month just partying with them. This is going to be great. So I didn't really, you know, push it. We just was like, hey, man, how you doing? He's like, yeah, cool, cool. Um, but I thought, I thought we'd become quick friends because I, I was actually, I loved that Eminem show. When it came out, I loved that album. Paul Anthony, when you're not backstage, you're in the front of the stage. Were you right up front at an ACDC show? Um, well, I did uh, once door rush at an ACDC concert where I s- slipped on a puddle of water and dislocated my shoulder. Um, but I did get into the show, and uh, it was great. And uh, um, I-, I got to hear some great Brian Johnson stories because uh, 
of that that movie that I was doing Malcolm McDowell's friends with Brian Johnson. So he he was telling me some good Brian Johnson stories. And that's something coming up shortly on the Nardwada Human Serviette Radio Show. Paul Anthony talks about the movie Suck. The movie Suck featuring me. And who else, Paul Anthony? Um, Iggy Pop's in it. Alice Cooper, Dave Foley, uh, Moby, Malcolm McDowell, uh, Jessica Perret, Michael Bell from Degrassi, Paul Anthony, Rob Stefanuk. Filmed in Toronto, Ontario. Suck. Coming to a theater near you very soon. That's coming up shortly on the Nordwood Human Radio Show, as well as an interview with Franz Ferdinand. But I always repeat stuff with you. I always yeah. repeat stuff over and over and over again. And the thing that I always mention to you is, I always mention Johnny Sizzle to you, mm-hmm. and I always mention Bob Saget to you. And yeah. here you have started Talent Time, and the first thing you see on Talent Time <laughs> is Johnny Sizzle's rare cable access TV show, which I've never, ever seen any any clips of this is incredible and as you watch talent time some more again on the noah's network what do you see but some bob saget stuff as well it just it always comes back to bob saget and johnny sizzle that's what i love about it because i always mention stuff over and over again but it truly does always come back to johnny sizzle and bob saget you can't deny it i have a little bit of a legacy with both of them i think i've been bugging saget for for quite a while he's actually asked me never to call him again so (laughs) i've respected that this particular show, though, Talent Time, is airing on the Novus Network. What do you film it on? Like, it really looks good. <laughs> I film it on... I don't know. I don't film anything. I don't do that. Uh, there's... Uh, Are we on film right now? Uh, no. Oh, okay. We were, though. Say hi. Um, we... Uh, Krishan Randall, who's one of my producers, he... Uh, he makes sure that people are there with cameras and with uh, recording gear. I'm not sure what it is. Because the actual show really looks good. Like oh, the thanks. show that you film live at the Biltmore. It's at the Biltmore yeah. that you film it, right? Yeah. Trevor Carroll, too, is another good one. He, he shoots some stuff, and he's edited stuff for us, and he's, uh, he's awesome. He's great. Um, yeah, we shoot at the Biltmore. And you also have an amazing haircut in the show. Thanks. How do you get that haircut? Really? Yeah, where do you get that haircut done? It's an amazing haircut that you have. Oh, well, I'll give it, uh, okay. It was uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff McNeil at Satellite Salon. Go see them. They're on. Uh... They're a sponsor of your show, they, I see, at yeah. the very end there. Was it hard securing sponsors? <laughs> well, he cuts my hair, and then I give him a sponsorship. So the show is called Talent Time. It's on yeah. TV every day yeah. at 11 p.m. and 1.30 a.m. Every day it's on. Every day. And this is on Channel 4 on the Novus Network. It's on yeah. all the time. All the time. All the time. But you also tape live the show yeah. at the Biltmore. When's yeah. that coming up? That's what mo- there's more. You, you know, you have to have a certain channel to be able to get the TV show. But anyone can come down to the Biltmore the first Wednesday of every month and see Talent Time in its original form. So next week it's going to be happening. This coming Wednesday, January 7th, is our first show back. Uh, uh, we've, we've had a couple months off because I've been working on other things. And I'm back in town. This is our first show back. And it's going to be a good one. Um, we got uh, Bro Gilbert, who's an amazing uh, f- and funny creative magician who uh, has been living in uh, Las Vegas the last couple of years working on the Chris Angel's Mind Freak show. He's like, uh, so he's, he's awesome. He's a really cool um, creative, innovative uh, magician, and he's going to come down and do some magic with the audience. And uh, screaming, um, the Screaming Chickens uh, Burlesque uh, Society are going to do some awesome burlesque, and they're awesome because they're very creative and, uh, you know, um, they're cool girls. They do neat stuff, and uh, there's going to be a bunch of stuff. We also have a cover charge pinata. A portion from everyone's cover goes into uh, a, a large homemade uh, pinata made by Natalie of uh, the Good News. And, 
and um, you can come, you smash the pinata for a chance to win your money back. And uh, the audience is showered with candy and flying loonies. So it's a good time. And what time? It's all only for five bucks. And what time is this? Um, it's we talent start, time, we but start what time? Sh- we start talent time. What time is it, everybody? It's 9 o'clock. It's time to start talent time. So 9 o'clock at the Biltmore this Wednesday. Yep. You pre-tape the show, and then you edit it all up, and then it ends yep. up on the Novus. When will that particular episode end up on the Novus Network? Um, it, it takes us two weeks to a month, depending on uh, – we don't have much money right now. It's hard to get editors motivated. So are they just like replaying that. old episodes over and over now? They have been. I think currently they're playing – the ACDC tribute band Thunderstruck and uh, comedian Graham Clark uh, and uh, this guy, uh, Jeff Sinclair, who does uh, postal pranks. So not your show then, not Talent Time? No, 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 our show, Talent Time, but these, uh, those are the... Those so are people the... really should know the show now since it's been on repeat I've, over and over and over again. You know what? I've been approached once on the street, once, by someone who's like, oh my God, I saw your show on TV. Once. So have you had any feedback from the actual Novus Network to your yeah, show? Yeah, they, they actually they really like the show, which is good. Um, and they said that they've been getting a viewer response. And people. And I don't think people generally write them saying, like, oh, we really like your cooking show. So um, I'm pretty happy. How that. big is the network? How big is the Novus Network? Uh, pro- they say approximately 25,000 uh, viewers. Uh yeah, and like they're stuck with you too. They're stuck with you because there's nowhere to go on those channels except <laughs> stuck on that particular security channel. Everybody wants to see what's going on. Have they abandoned security? Like, are people mad that people are like <laughs> watching your show now? Not what? Like, I get back to the security. I want to see if my bike's going to get stolen or not. Like, are they mad at you because you've taken away the security element from the Novus channel? Yeah, we take away the security and we just fill them with fear. Can you have any swearing? No, I noticed some of the swearing is bleeped out. Yeah. I know. They pretty much let us do whatever we want. We deliver the show. They don't have a they don't have but a But you have to beep out the swearing no. Yeah. But did they pay for everything else? But we've done something good with the whole beeping thing is uh there's actually a curse word legend if you go to the website 123presents.com there's a curse word legend and you there's numbers when people swear and the, the corresponding numbers will tell you what they actually said so you can figure out if they said fuck or fart. Or shit. That's 123presents.com. And we're speaking here to Paul Anthony, the curator of Talent Time Talent every time. Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Well, not every Wednesday. No, every... first Wednesday of every month. <laughs> first Wednesday of every month at the Biltmore, but also on TV all the time. All the time. 11 p.m. and 1.30 a.m. on Channel 4, the Novus Network. Who is the guy in the audience on the episodes that I saw wearing a baseball cap? That's why I love the filming. Like, there's filming. <laughs> this guy with a cap. Ba- yeah, he's He's got like a baseball cap. I love the way how like he's, yeah. you really see him. Who is that guy with a baseball cap? I have cap? no idea. He's uh, someone who came to see Talent Time, and we're really happy he did. And we're happy he didn't take off his hat. It's real. You know, we uh, we, we shoot the audience the way Because other are. shows, they would make you take off the hat yeah, or something. Yeah, they're like, oh, or move. Or like, that guy's in the way. He's going to... He's going to distract people, but uh, I think it adds to it. And by the way, it wasn't a baseball hat. It was one of those awesome, uh, um, like, be, not uh, like 10 speed wearing, like, Tour de France kind of hats. At the very end of the show, you showed somebody called Carletta Girl. Who was that? Like a girl came out at the very end, but she wasn't actually included in the actual episode. What happened there? What was the episode that I saw? Maybe you could tell the right. people the episode I, that I saw I think, or that they've been watching on TV. Right. I think that's the very first episode with Eye Candy and um, who else? Ryan LaChance. Ryan LaChance, great uh, comedian. Um, yeah, you know what? We had like the live show was like an hour and a half long. We had to edit it down to 30 minutes. And 
Um, she's great. She does awesome. Uh, she does awesome drag at the uh, what's that? Uh, the Odyssey, often. And I really like her show. She's really good. But she didn't make the actual TV version. Well, we plan on doing a clip so show. So if you're going to sit in the audience with a really cool hat, you've yeah. got to stay in the audience the entire time because if you leave, you may not end up in the show even if they show the audience because <laughs> the audience gets edited out sometime whether they like it or not because you can't have the whole hour and a half on the Nova's network. We can't have the whole hour and a half. And also, you know, we like to do some stuff on the street and kind of mix that in. And uh, it wasn't anything again. You know, she's great. And she's going to be in the clip show. We're going to do a clip show that's like, hey, you know, parts that we had to edit out that we missed. So. And you're doing this at the Biltmore. What is the history of Paul Anthony, Hugh Fikowski doing comedy around town? Where have you done stuff? Didn't, were you in some, like, comedy Olympics at the Wise Hall a while back? I remember talking to you about that. Or who was that? Oh, are uh, you talking about the drunk improv experiments? Yeah. What have you done and where have you done it? And how does it differ from the Biltmore? Like, you've done stuff at the Cobalt, right? Yeah. What's the difference between doing something at the Cobalt and at the Biltmore? Um, the Cobalt kind of uh, gave me and Aubrey Tennant uh, our start running a show called Softcore Comedy that was great, and uh, we had a really good time with it for about a year. And then we were both um, going... Uh, he moved to New York to take over this show that, that David Cross used to host, and I had, uh, I had some work out of town too, so we just kind of ended it on a high note. But the Cobalt's great. Wendy's awesome. It was great having a show there. Was that the show Twinkle? Because mm. David Cross did a weekly show oh, called no. Twinkle. Um, this was uh, at Pianos. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was on P at Pianos uh, in the East Village. And where else have you done stuff around town? How does the Biltmore fit in? Where else have you done stuff? Um, Biltmore is great. They're, they treat it good, and it's, like, nice. It's really cozy in there. It's comfy, and, uh, yeah, they're great. And when you say we, you have a real team behind you, don't you? For instance, yeah. you have Christian Randall helping you out, and he is the 24-hour film contest founder. Yeah. That's a pretty important fellow, isn't it? Yeah, he does good. You He's have awesome. the guy that started the 24-hour film fest helping out talent time. Yeah, we just got to motivate him a bit right now he's not uh he wants to do other things you know he's getting how a did you lazy. get him on board though um he came he saw the show as just uh as a fan and was wanted to be part of it you also have dave shumka who is quote the number one in p-hole recognition technology that's the little <laughs> tag that he goes by him is myspace oh really who is dave shumka is a local comedian him and graham clark do a podcast called stop podcasting yourself which is uh the second highest whatever downloaded uh, in uh, in Vancouver underneath uh, the the Crown Corporation CBC so they're doing quite well stop and what does he do with the show stop podcasting yourself.com give him a little thing they're what really does good. he do with the show um did you just need names to fill out at the end in the credits <laughs> what do you I, I love how all your questions are just about the rolling credits like there's so much great stuff at the very end there. <laughs> um, no, Shumka's great. He edited the first episode for free. So. And what about awesome. Swan Barrett from the Winter Mitts? <laughs> she was a, a sound technician for one of the shows. And Nathan Drillot. Yeah, he uh, was on camera for the first two or three shows. Doing what? Uh, shooting. On camera, like... Shooting things. Shooting things, but he wasn't, like, on camera, on camera. Because when no. you think of on camera, you think, oh, like, in front sorry, of the camera. behind the camera. But he's behind the camera, putting it all together. Yeah. This is all stuff, the elements that make up talent time. Yeah. To get people on talent time, they could phone you to CITR. Unfortunately, the phone line is broken. No joke. It really is broken. However, you put a call out for people on Craigslist. What sort of response have you gotten? If people are listening right now, can they go to Craigslist and see your ad out there right now? Uh, the, uh, there isn't an ad up there right now because we've been kind of, I've uh, been away for a little bit. But they can go to 123presents.com and there's contact information there.
one have you got from Craigslist? There are different sort of lists out there. Like there's yeah. a new one called Elder Post. Are you discriminating oh. by not having older people? Like, no, I'm writing that down right now. What's it's called, called Elder Elder Post. A L D E R. No, Elder as an Elder. Yeah, E. Yeah, E. Yeah, yeah. E L D E R. Elder Post. Post. Dot com. Dot com. Yes. No, that sounds great. I want to. I would love to get like a, a barbershop of, quartet or something. Yeah. What have you got from Craigslist on your show? Um, we got a great. Uh, <laughs> we got this crazy guy uh, called Nizar that came on and did uh, some puppet puppet work. Um, we got him off Craigslist. Uh, Eye candy, um, Teen Pop sensation, forty uh, year old. Um, <laughs> Eye candy. There's my little phone going off. Um, yeah, yeah, we've got some people. What sort of stuff have you got that you didn't want to have in the end? In other words, have you learned to say no to somebody? How hard is it to say no to somebody when you're doing a struggling show like Talent Time? It's very Actually, it's not hard. Struggling? No. How hard is it to say no and it's, dash somebody's ambitions? It's hard because it's not. It's not always just you know that the people aren't good or whatever. You just you got to. Uh, I don't want to have two musical acts on one show. You know what I mean? Which, you know, I don't have two magicians. So when, you know, when a bunch of magicians are trying to get on the show, it's kind of, it'll, it'll take a while to put them on the show. You know what I mean? And I only, I only want to have one comedian on the show at a time. So it takes a while to get to everybody. So you'll take everybody. You can only have one of each, though. Well, I don't want to take it. Uh, you, you just got to, the whole show has to, has to flow and work as a variety show. One, two, three presents Talent Time is the name of the show on the Novus Network every day, 11 p.m. and 1.30 a.m. as well. And also next Wednesday at the Biltmore at 9 p.m., you're going to be doing your live taping of, live. of Talent Time. This Wednesday, come down to the Biltmore. Now, aside from doing TV shows, you've been on TV shows yourself there, Paul Anthony. What TV shows have have you been on yourself? Oh, uh, I don't know. Lots of boring ones. Why? Well, what TV any- shows have you been on? Have you been on any variety type shows? Anything like Talent Time? Oh, variety type shows. Uh, no, but I had an audition for the Mike Bullard show that I, I didn't actually get to. That was that, oh, that would have been great. If so that's the on. closest you've got to being on a variety uh, show. Well, the closest the Mike I've show. been on is uh, I guess I stood up in the audience at the Vicky Gabbro show and she let me introduce who the who the guests were on for the, the week to come. I got to do that. Oh, and I was also I also stood up on the Conan O'Brien show and I, I talked to him for a bit and that was on an episode. Was that in Toronto when he was no, in Toronto? No, no, in uh, New York. What were you talking to him about? Oh, it's just a friend of mine was getting married and I was in New York and I couldn't get back. And so I made a big sign, you know, Dion and Rose True Love Forever or whatever and I had this sign and he just made fun of me and we just, you know, whatever. It's just like a, you know, 10 second thing that was on. And what about the Vicky Gabro show? Who did you introduce? Oh, I, oh, you know, Double Exposure. Who I just, ooh. But still, you had some TV action. So you've been on TV shows. Because what I find interesting, Hugh Fakovsky, Paul Anthony, there's like a side of you that is like so separate. You keep things separate, don't you? Like how do you keep your acting life so separate? Because you are huge in the acting world. You are huge. huge. You are huge in the acting world. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, you're going to be soon because <laughs> you're going to be in this movie Suck. And yeah. this is going to blow big because you actually kill Malcolm McDowell, don't you, in this movie? No. 
Okay, well, you act with Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> I kill him. In other words, I'm, I'm way better at acting than him. Yes, I kill you Malcolm. You eat Malcolm McDowell. No, I eat uh, Henry Rollins. But you are in a movie with Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. You got to hang out with Malcolm McDowell yeah. in Toronto. In Toronto with Malcolm McDowell. I got to hang out with him. And we're going to talk a little bit about that after we hear a track right now that alludes to something that you talk to Malcolm McDowell about. Ooh. The rock and roll band The Beatles. Ah. But we can't play The Beatles, so we're going to play Luke Mead. Meets number one pick of reissue done helpfully and um, done inadvertently here, uh, not inadvertently, also, uh, that is actually on the, uh, let's find exact record label here. This is on, John, what really impresses me about this, this is the Better Beatles. And Johnny Bartlett from the Phantom Surfers put together the cover artwork. That's really amazing, and I just love that. And Scott Soriano is also quoted here as well on KLX Radio, all sorts of great stuff here. This is the Better Beatles. This is a the issue, and it's an allusion to something that you talked about with Malcolm McDowell that we will examine further when Ooh. we come back. This is Paul Anthony finishing his chapter as Talent Time, but now moving on to description of the movie Suck, and also coming up on the Nardwarty Human Serviette radio show, an interview with Flans Ferdinand. How's your second banana there? That was cool. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, we didn't quite do that properly. Let, oh. Maybe we'll just say, um, Franz, 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 Ferda, Franz, Ferda, Ferda, Nan. Actually, I don't think we did that properly either. Let's say it one more time. Franz, 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 Ferda, Nan. Yeah. 
You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we still, still have in the studio today? Who are you? Paul Anthony. Paul Anthony. We were talking about talent time, and now we're going to talk about the movie Suck that you are in. What did we just hear there? We heard the asexuals with Be What You Want, and before Be that, the better want. Beatles with Penny Lane. And what is the connection to the movie Suck with the asexuals and Penny Lane? Uh, well, uh, John from uh, the asexuals and the Doughboys uh, co-wrote uh, the music for the film. There's a lot of songs. There's like 7 or 14 or 11 songs or something in the film. It's, it's almost a musical. It's quite an amazing cast you have here assembled for the movie Suck, don't you? Yeah. How did you get in the movie Suck? Like, who auditioned for the movie Suck? How did I get in? You just, a minute ago, you said I was, uh, that I was, what did you say? How did you a really get, good actor or But something? how did you get the movie? No, I mean, were you offered this part? How did it happen? How did you hear about the movie Suck? Like, who auditioned for Suck and didn't get into Suck? Who wanted to get into Suck? Oh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people got. How do you get into Suck? <laughs> Do you want to be in the movie? <laughs> I really want that shirt that you Henry should... Rollins is wearing in the movie. But can you tell me, you how did you get in into the movie Suck? How did you get in the movie Suck? Um, well, actually, uh, I met uh, Rob Stefanuk, who uh, wrote the film and directed the film. He did a movie called Phil the Alien um, a bunch of years back. And uh, I met him uh, at, the, at the Whistler Film Festival. I had a movie in there. He had a movie in there. And I ended up sleeping on his, in his condo. And on his floor, and uh, we became friends. And years later, he at another film festival, he was telling me about uh, this movie that he was that he was writing, and it just sounded awesome. We just kind of kept in contact, and uh, I always knew I wanted to do. I read the first version of the script, and I'm like, I'm in, I'm in. I was one of the first people cast. What is the movie about, and who didn't get cast, and who turned down parts for the movie Suck? Uh, I don't, I don't know actually. I don't know who wasn't cast or who. Or who turned? Uh, I'm trying to remember. There were. Did people couple. actually audition? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, the the big the big stars didn't audition, 
but uh, lots of... And the big stars, again, are Malcolm McDowell, Uh Dave Foley, Uh Henry Rollins, Jessica Paré, Uh Iggy Pop, Alice Cooper, Uh Mike Lobel, Moby, Daddy Smith, and Paul Anthony. Like, you are billed right near the top there, again, on the credits. And Alex Alex, uh, Leifson. You're, like, billed above Alex Leifson of Rush, which is incredible. Before you, though, Danny Smith is billed. Who is Danny Smith? I see, quote, he was one of eight men flown to New York City to audition for Saturday Night Live exclusively <laughs> for Lorne Michaels. Well, excuse me, but Paul Anthony were one of eight men asked to be on an Ardwar show. Yeah. And you made it. You one made the, an Ardwar show. The but who is Danny Smith? He's a Degrassi high guy. He's in the movie, right? No, Danny Smith? Uh, he plays a, I think he, I think he plays a small part. Uh, he's one of the first people that dies, I'm just thinking. I think, it, uh, I don't know, on IMDb sometimes people uh, with bit parts get bumped up into the I don't know how it works because I've I've been like but you're right up there though like this is pretty amazing Paul Anthony Danny Smith Moby Mike Lobel Alice Cooper Iggy Pop Jessica Parra Henry Rollins Dave Foley Malcolm McDowell well yeah I was fortunate to be uh, one of the the leads of the movie but uh, sometimes like I've I've been on the other end of the Danny Smith syndrome where I've I've done a really small part in a big movie and all of a sudden I'm second or third build because with my name. Is Mike Lobel, is he the Degrassi guy? He's, yeah. He, he's a Degrassi he's guy. He's Degrassi. So who, what's the background of Danny Smith? How did he I get don't know. I don't How do you get in this movie I, Suck? It I sounds really, amazing. Who turned down? About... You said there were a few people that turned down parts for I did? Suck. You said there were a couple people that didn't make it in there, that were supposed to be in there. Well, I, I know that Mo Berg from The Pursuit of Happiness was going to do a little cameo, and, and that didn't happen. I don't know. And you're all excited to be downloading a whole bunch of yeah. Pursuit of Happiness was, stuff here, but the I'm wrong album. That's okay. Pursuit of Happiness right now. Now, good... Rob Stefanik, he did Phil the Alien, and he remembered yeah. you all these years, and so we got you all hooked up with Suck. What is Suck, though? It's a vampire zombie movie, rock and roll movie. Yeah, it's a like we're we play this band that we're on the road. Um, you know, we're kind of doing this final tour. We've been together for like ten years, and nothing's happened, and no one really cares about us. And, uh, and then our, our base, pay, our one uh, one of the members becomes a vampire and uh and uh, the audience responds to that and eventually uh we may all become vampires i'm not sure and the pics that you showed me are just absolutely amazing some of yeah. these pics you just photos you with all these different people in a movie like malcolm mcdowell etc first when you're taking pictures of these stars do they mind that you're taking a photo of them at all how do you take a photo of a star like on a set aren't there some like security people going no you can't take a photo and especially you know it's the secret of movie again i saw the photos and then i deleted them from my computer they're not they're gonna end up anywhere yes yeah i told you those you just saw those as my friend yes but um, when you get a photo with somebody like that, were they cool? It seemed like they were cool with that. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. Well, we're doing a movie together. It's not like... Uh, so they didn't mind you taking photos? No, it's not like if I walked up onto the street with someone and someone was like, oh, it's a... You know, um, we worked we worked together. They were... Although, you know, they're big stars and I'm just a little guy happy to be in this movie, um, they, you know, they treated me as an equal and we worked together and I don't know. Now, were there any people on set doing interviews with the cast? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a lot. Or autograph hunters waiting at the back door. Uh, there wasn't a lot of that. Um, what sort of interviews were happening? You mentioned something about going down to the CBC, shooting at the CBC, yeah. and then Malcolm McDowell ended up on the CBC show The Hour. Yeah, yeah, Malcolm was on the hour and Foley was on the hour. Um, but you talked quite a bit to Malcolm McDowell and he mentioned to you about the Beatles and that's why I played the better Beatles. What was that connection? Oh, it was just he's just such an interesting guy. He's uh he's 
just awesome. He's just an awesome, awesome guy. And uh, one night we were shooting uh, some late scenes. It was like four in the morning or five in the morning or something. We were all just sitting on this couch waiting for them to do the to turn around the the lighting setup. And uh, he, we were talking about music, and he, he was saying, "Oh, I used to see the Beatles every Friday night at at um, the." At the the cavern, you know, every Friday night, and then one day that's when they're the Silver Beetles, and then one night Ringo scratched off the silver, and they were just the Beatles, you know. It's, uh, that was cool. He he was saying how um, he, he was friends with Mick Jagger, and he told us one story about uh, the listening party for the Beggar Banquet album, and you know everyone's into it, and then. And then uh, John Lennon runs in from the studio with a reel-to-reel and was like, oh, we just recorded this song. You got to hear this song, you know. He was all excited about it. And with the, he set up his reel-to-reel, and he, and he played, you know, for the first time to anyone, uh, Revolution. And it just, he said that Mick was just like, oh. Like, he just, it just destroyed everything that they just did. Like, their whole album, no one even, you know, it didn't matter anymore because people heard that Beatles song. It was just like, oh. And that day that you were shooting at the CBC, Tom Cruise was at the CBC. You were actually oh, yeah. shooting this vampire movie dressed as vampires, yeah. and Tom Cruise is in the building, and he loses his cell phone, apparently. <laughs> yeah. What happened there? Um, we used the CBC as a location one day. It, was, uh, it happened to be the day that we were shooting all the, the Henry Rollins stuff, because Henry Rollins plays a DJ who... Uh, who wears an amazing his, shirt. Oh, yeah, with this mullet, and he's this kind of... Total, total dick DJ, and we end up. Uh, anyway, I'm not gonna say what happens, I guess. But uh, uh, yeah, he looks great. Yeah, he's got a great shirt. We're shooting in the CBC, and um, it just happened to be the same day that Tom Cruise was on the hour. So there was a lot of stepped-up security outside, and uh, there were a lot of autograph hunters, and there was uh, uh, paparazzis and all sorts of video cameras outside. And uh, and then we, you know, uh, Dimitri Coates um, is in the movie and uh, he's, he, he Burning plays, Brides yeah he plays in a band called The Burning Brides and um, he he walks in fully in character he stayed in character like the whole film <laughs> he was really funny it was the first movie he ever did he was so serious about it in a good way and uh, he had his he had, you know had his eye contacts in and his teeth and and uh, his vampire costume and his uh, claws and stuff and um, all the camera and Tom's walking in at this Tom Cruise is walking in at the same time and everyone's taking pictures and they all turned to take pictures of this vampire, like, just sauntering into the building. Malcolm McDowell also mentioned to you something about ACDC as well. What is about ACDC and Malcolm McDowell? Uh, he's, yeah, he's good friends with Brian Johnson, apparently. And, uh, yeah, he had some funny stories about Brian Johnson that I don't think I should repeat, but... No, oh, please do, if you could. There's intervention coming through right now. But if you could, please, fill us in a bit. Malcolm, stop calling me! The movie suck. Uh, yeah. What, uh, was there anything about Brian Johnson, ACDC? Uh, yeah. You no, know, I can't talk about Did that. Did the cast go to any record gigs or anything like that? Did they go to any, like, record conventions? Did they go to any <laughs> gigs? Did they hang out or anything like that? Like, this giant cast, or was everybody just getting flown in and out again? This cast of this movie that you're in is just incredible. Malcolm yeah. McDowell, Dave Foley, Henry Rollins, Jessica Parr, A, Iggy Pop, Alice Cooper, Mike Lubu, Moby, Danny Smith, Paul Stop. Anthony, who I'm speaking to <laughs> live here on CITR Radio. This is pretty incredible did, did did the cast go out for dinner anywhere this is like quite a night you know um no it was pretty uh, a lot of the, the big guys were in for a couple a couple days and they were kind of spread out um but uh i mean malcolm was in a lot and dave foley was in a lot um so yeah no there weren't any like were they shooting that day with the tom cruise was at the cbc was malcolm mcdowell in the cbc the same day that tom cruise was in the cbc was malcolm in that day 
I think he was. He wasn't in the scenes that we were shooting with Rollins, but um, we were also shooting uh, on another level of the CBC. Some, I think he was in a scene there. Now, in the photos that you showed me that I destroyed, the first one was of an Alice Cooper portrait. What yeah, was that? Isn't Can you that great? That? What is that? It's an Alice Cooper portrait. What is that? Oh, it's amazing. It's um, it's something the art department did. Um, Alice Cooper is kind of like this uber vampire. Um, who you, you see right at the beginning of the movie. He may or may not have something to do with the trajectory of our career. Um, uh, he, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, this velvet painting of him that you'll see in the movie if you, if you see it. That's all. Can you get any of these props? Can you buy? I want to buy the shirt that Henry Rollins is wearing. I want to buy this oh, Alice Cooper uh, painting. Are, are any of this stuff for sale? You're going to find out for me, right, if any of this stuff is for uh, sale. Yeah, I'll find out about the, the shirt. I mean, I think a, a bunch of it's being auctioned off. I know I had to sign some, like, there's a Flying V guitar that Gibson gave us that we all had to kind of sign. So you play a rock band? What's yeah. going on? You play a rock band that eats people. <laughs> I guess so. We play a rock band that are just we're just try, we're trying to get ahead. We're Who tr- else is in the band? Um, it's Rob Stefanuk, Jessica Perret, myself, and Michael Bell, and and Chris Ratz is uh, plays uh, our uh, Hugo plays our. Uh, so where does tech. Iggy fit into it? Because there's another oh. photo of you and Iggy Pop near a piano. Oh yeah, Iggy plays this. Um, um, record producer friend of ours who we need to we need to um, we need to get a, a demo to sell at CMJ so we we're like let's go hang out with uh, let's go see Iggy and see if he can record something for us CMJ is so over should have been South by Southwest yeah where's yeah. the movie actually based where is it supposed to be is Toronto supposed to be Toronto or is it supposed to be New York what is it well no it's 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 Canadian I mean it's um it's it's a road movie, so we start off our first shows in Halifax, which you don't see in the film. But then you see us in Montreal, Toronto, Buffalo, Pennsylvania, um, New York. Malcolm McDowell all taped up. That was another photo that I saw. Malcolm McDowell all taped up. What was that about? Malcolm McDowell all taped up. He, totally scary. That was a great pick. Yeah, Malcolm plays a, a vampire hunter. He's hunting us throughout the film. And uh, he's scared of the dark. So <laughs> there's was, there was a scene where he's all taped up with flashlights. It's all duct tape and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And his name's Eddie Van Helsing. Was that the closest you think he's got to the clockwork orangey type thing in all these years? Because it kind of looked very clockwork orangey the way it was taped up there. Yeah, I guess it did. Did he mention anything about clockwork orange at all? Like, were there any skinheads out back waiting to talk to him? <laughs> like, what I meant by autograph hounds and yeah. stuff. No, um, it came up kind of a couple times, but nothing... Um, yeah, nothing I can really, nothing that was super, super noteworthy. But, you know, stuff came up, other films and stuff came up. And that's the cool thing about just working with someone is you're at lunch or something and you're just, you know, chatting about whatever and certain things come up. It's just, it's kind of neat. But thank you for documenting it with photos because there's a great photo of you with Manson things in your eyes, with Marilyn Manson things. What was that? That was the same character as Dimitri. What was it like wearing those Manson things in your eyes and who took that photo of you? Oh, that sucks. Getting people poking your eyes in and out, in and out, different kind of colors and stuff. But um, it's great. It looks good. It's just, uh, yeah, it's a little annoying. But yeah, it's great. Who took your photo? Oh, uh, I don't remember. And it was another photo of you and Dave Foley. Yeah, he's in the movie. Right. What was going on in that particular situation? He doesn't look too zombie-ish, does he? What's going no, on with him? No, he plays our, our manager. So he's trying to get us these gigs. And, uh, you know, he's not a very good manager. And then there's another photo of the band, I guess, you guys. Who's in that photo all under a British flag, kind of aping the who, right? Yeah, oh, it's cool. Um, there's, a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of points in the film where um, we, 
seamlessly um, parody uh, some famous uh, album covers. And you're all bloody under this British flag. Right. Um, yeah, I don't want to say too what much about that. What album covers do parody? Um, um, I love the way how you're really being secure here. This is great. <laughs> well, no, no. There's just certain... I don't know. I mean, God forbid that the Nardwarda Human Serviette radio show <laughs> should turn into the Drudge Report for the movie Suck. Didn't uh, the Drudge Report break the Monica Lewinsky thing? Oh, Did it? Like, only break the Suck thing. Get to the bottom of the thing. These are like the Drudge Report. There's also a great pic of you and Rollins, which I think I've mentioned over and over again. Rollins playing his DJ guy, and he's wearing an amazing T-shirt. Uh, yeah, Rollins says he's yeah he's in some really douchebaggy clothes. It's awesome. And then there's another photo of the Alice Cooper portrait. You love that Alice Cooper portrait. I do. Portrait. Isn't it awesome? It's just like this. What is Alice doing in the movie? I don't think I asked you what he's doing. You go close the door and I'll talk about this. Uh, Alice, no, I said he's plays like this uber vampire. He's uh, someone who may have something to do with the trajectory. I'm of one career. person you didn't have a photo with, and that's Moby. Yeah. M- Moby is in this movie. I checked out at bloodydisgusting.com, uh-huh. one of my frequent internet haunts. That's bloody-disgusting.com. And Max Power says, sounds shit. Moby? He's a <laughs> vegan. The whole horror genre gets worse. No wonder no good horror films get released. How was Moby? I think people will be happy to, to know that Moby gets eaten in this film. He gets destroyed. And he also plays a character called Beef Bellows, who uh, is in a band called the Secretaries of Steak, which uh, they get pelted with beef every time that they play. That's their thing. The fans come and they pelt them with beef. So uh, Moby's singing some awful cock rock kind of rah, and um, getting pelted with, uh, with raw, bloody, disgusting meat. Coming to a theater near you, yeah. it's Suck, starring Malcolm McDowell, Dave Foley, Henry Rollins, Jessica Paré, Iggy Pop, Alice Cooper, Mike Lobel, Moby, Danny Smith, and Paul... And what? Danny Smith's not in the movie? You don't want me Stop. to mention him. What? You just so, interrupted that. Why? Danny Smith is not in the movie? No, no I, I think... I love the way how you scribble it out with a red pen in... <laughs> In the, in, the, in, the, like in the theme of, you know, zombie and death and stuff it like that. killing him. Malcolm McDowell, Dave Foley, Henry Rollins, Jessica Barre, Iggy Pop, Alice Cooper, Mike LaBelle, Moby, and Paul Anthony in the movie suck coming to a theater near you. Also, Talent Time, this Wednesday coming up at the Biltmore, 9 yeah. p.m. Come this Wednesday. You can actually see Talent Time. People in other cities can't. You can come down for only $5 and be part of this amazing And more show. information on all the stuff at 123presents.com. Talent Time, the movie Suck, Paul Anthony, Hugh Fakovsky. Thanks so much for coming to the Nardwarty Human Survey Radio Show. We're going to end right now here with the band Sparks and their song Sparks. Mustache in honor of Rob Dayton, who lives in Toronto. How's Rob doing in Toronto? You the mean Robert up- Dayton? Yeah. People would like an update on what's going on with Rob Dayton from July 4th Toilet. Robert Dayton? Yeah, how's he doing in Toronto? He's doing great. We had a, we snuck into the, ho- the into the hot tub in my hotel and when it was all... And he now has a blog called... We Hate Vancouver. We Hate Vancouver.com. This legendary Rob Dayton from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Canham, and July 4th Toilet is now living in Toronto. Rob must have been... Did he get to meet any of the cast? Because he would have loved to hang out with these guys. Yeah, no, they wouldn't let Robert Dayton on, on set. Did you actually try to get him on set? Um, or did you just assume they went just him on assumed. set? Oh, we should have brought him on there. He'd be amazing. This song, Mustache, goes out to Robert Dayton. And also, right after that, an interview with friends, Ferdinand. And please go to the fu- the Facebook site. That's the only way that we actually tell people about what's going on with the show. If you go to Facebook, Paul Anthony's Talent Time, you'll find it. Please uh, please become a person that gets our invites. Well, thanks so much, Paul Anthony. Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do.